All right. Kia ora, everybody. What's up? It is Robert, and I am joined today, um, today, first of April, first of a new financial year. Oh. Uh, clearly, it's, it's starting off shit for everyone, but uh, we've, we're, we're lucky to be joined by a good bro, Dave Downs. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm very good. Hey, pinch and a punch for the first of the month. There you go. Um, well, uh, I'm uh, in San Fran, so I'm one, one day behind, but I'm with you in, with you in spirit for the oh. pinch and the punch. Are you self-isolating uh, on another continent? Good on you. Yes, I've got the the whanau here. My uh, got the full the full gang rolling, which is good. So family safe and, and all that. Whereabouts are you at? Excellent. I'm I'm in, in Devonport in the North Shore of Auckland. And you got some, some books are rolling heavy behind you. You got some some some. I see a marketing yeah, book. I see. What's your favourite book right now? Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, look, given given you asked, probably this would have to oh. be my favourite. No. Clearly, clearly not available in bookstores uh, right now. Oh no, it's been sold out. It's on Kindle though. But uh, you know, actually, most of that is just wallpaper, just to make me look intelligent. You know. Yeah, you always see that in um in certain uh, like in ESPN and stuff when they when they bring in certain guests, they always have just the background can tell a lot about what's going on. Um, uh, Heaps on. So uh, give a bit for those who. Sorry, just you know that. We can tell a lot, we're learning a lot about each other's lives. That's one positive thing that's coming out of the coronavirus hmm. is you start to see people in their natural kind of natural environment, like with the kids running around and people are, you know, cooking dinner and at the kitchen table or sitting on their bed or whatever. And it makes you realize that, look, we're all just humans. We're all going through this together. It's, it's not, there's no magic here. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess I'll just... I'll jump in on that before we can do intro because I think it's it's really interesting. So I have this thing I call the sauna effect, oh. right? So at, at the gym I used to go to in uh, in uh, Auckland be next gen, right? And I'd go early in the morning and I'd go, you know, I'd, I'd usually be there on a six six thirty whatever it was when I used to go, and um, it's all the CEOs and execs super early knocking it out yep. and piss off but what you do is afterwards you go into the sauna and the sauna you just have your boxes on sitting there and there's no you're just sitting there and you don't know who what anyone does or who any yep. who anyone is and you're just talking it's like oh yeah bob this john joe that you yarn it away and you have like an authentic real conversation and then you go out and then they get changed and they put the suit on and they've got the yeah. square and they've got the car keys and they've got the watch and all these things become layers of who their uh external persona. self is the persona mm. is all mm. these layers and all these shells and all this armor i call it like armor there's all this armor that that happens and then what what i kind of like is the 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 purity of the sauna when it's just you don't know who everyone is and it doesn't matter because you're just talking to them as a person yeah. and i think with wow. this you're exactly right um even just like some of these chats like just popping in and you're in their living room you're in their in their family space and just watching how people navigate this yeah. i think it's it's humanizing leadership and i think it's creating a lot more empathy for others within organizations yeah i love it i love this one all you've got is your little handkerchief hopefully yeah and uh <laughs> and then the quality of what you've got to say you know it's a really good analogy so um i think we've skipped a few steps uh oh, Dave, right, please right. give an intro please give an introduction to the world who may not know uh who, who you are feel free oh, to, to go for it. Uh, so my name is david downs and uh i've known robert for you know a while quite a while my i have many sort of different roles one of them is i work for new zealand trade and enterprise so the government agency that helps exporting new zealand businesses and bringing investment to new zealand so i kind of work that in my day job i do that about three days a week um and then in other jobs, I'm on some boards. I do a lot of um, sort of work with some charities and particularly around cancer. Uh, cancer, here we go. Look at that. Um, 
and um and at the moment i'm also kind of helping out trying to help some small businesses stay alive as well so it's a busy time yeah it's um i figured you'd be a uh you'd be a good good one to have have a yarn with as well so what we've been doing is i think you've been checking in is i've just kind of just open up my rolodex to all the gang and be like all right where you're at what's going on how's your headspace what's the, what's the buzz so what's your how's your um how's your how are you actually prioritizing your time right now because i'm imagining at the nzte side the business yeah. export thing has been pumped so maybe talk me through at a macro what this means from a from a financial standpoint for new zealand exports maybe we'll start with some serious stuff and then we'll get into some banter later yeah, cool. I mean, the key thing is, and most people will know this now, is that we are we are facing two massive crises at the same time, you know, globally. One is a health crisis, you know, and quite rightly, that's got the priority at the moment. But the other one is an economic crisis, and that's the one that will have the priority as soon as we get through the, the worst of this health crisis. So in the meantime, those of us who work in kind of economic development are trying our best to do whatever little things we can to make sure that, you know, whenever we can kind of go back into economic development uh, work, uh, there, there is as much left and as much kind of standing as we can make it. So for exporters at the moment in New Zealand, well, clearly it's pretty tragic. Um, you know, the, the channels to market are all cut off. Uh, there's mm. very little freight going in and out of the country at the moment. Um, and of course, you know, their customers are all locked up and sitting in their homes, so they're not spending money. And that's the big challenge that we've got. You know, an economy works when people spend money because what you spend is someone else's income. So uh, that's the challenge. We're all sort of stopped spending money. And um, you could, that's why you see the government doing these big economic um, and fiscal insertions of cash into the economy, you know, buying back bonds or whatever it might be. Because basically the way to kickstart an economy, which we learned 100 years ago during the Great Depression, is for the government to be the one that spends money first and then everyone else will start to follow. But as I say, the, the key priority at the moment, quite rightly, is solve the healthcare problem, the health issues. Um, and we don't know how long that'll take, but maybe a month, maybe two, maybe three. But once we've through that, then absolutely we've all got to swing into action. And those of us who work in this area, or business owners, or wherever it is, people like yourself, even Robert, we've got to we've got to collectively go right. How are we going to actually build up this economy again as quickly as possible? And I would say, just to add a little bit of my own personal belief in here, we've got to do it in a way that makes us realise that we can't be this consumerist, you know, take 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 type culture. Like this, this is I reckon should be teaching us a valuable lesson that actually the the kind of edifice of what we've what we collectively have built economically around the world hasn't you know clearly it's sort of just all crumbled in about three or four weeks so yeah clearly we've got to look at the fundamental underpinnings of how society works and how equitable we can be and all that sort of stuff to make sure that we that we are building something really robust that respects the you know the the planet that respects people that allows everybody to participate in wealth creation all, all that sort of stuff that's my personal belief coming through there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I totally get it. The um, I, I think you the, you broke it down really well, David. Is you've got we have a medical issue than a financial issue. Um, have you been comfortable and, and confident with the the actions that the government has taken in terms of the medical side, the way they're navigating, giving police, I guess, additional power, shutting down everything they've shut down that's not necessarily essential. Um, do you think they've they've missed any gaps there? They've the it feels like they've they went fast and hard and early, and they went aggressive, and and it. And it feels that New Zealanders are really on the same page because it's hit every single person, right? Like, what's your yeah. what's your take on on that from I guess a medical side with how the government's reacted? 
Yeah, and, um, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not not an epidemiologist. Um, I've just got a have great admiration for the for the difficult decisions that politicians are making, and I'd also say I'm just I'm really heartened by the fact that it feels like in most of the world, but you know, New Zealand in particular, it looks like the politicians are really listening to the scientists and the doctors and taking their advice, and that's not always been the case in some of the other sort of challenges we've seen. So I think here in New Zealand we're very lucky to have um, a, some quite decisive action. I think in the what I'm really heartened by also is the fact that it's become non-partisan and, and all the political parties that seem to be sort of rowing in the same direction now. And, uh, and you know, I saw Sir John Key yesterday making some comments about the Prime Minister and what she's doing and, you know, very, very complimentary and, and positive. And, and that's fantastic. Like, we can't let this become a partisan issue because it's not. So I think from that point of view, it's great. And I think every New Zealander should should just be almost proud and delighted to be locked up at home you know that like this is we are doing our bit to save people and I know having been someone who's been um, an at-risk person in terms of my immune system that and, and I've got lots of friends who still have really compromised immune systems that us staying home is critical you know this isn't just a cold this is something that will kill many people if we don't take it seriously so we should as yeah. I say, we should get up every morning and be proud that we're doing our duty by sitting on our couch Yep, and watching Netflix with free free unlimited broadband thanks to the telcos. <laughs> That's right. There's an upside to this whole scenario. Yeah, we're really catching up on our on our on our binge watching. Um, Nick uh, Elias says, uh, "David, great job last night. Show great leadership. What did you do last night?" Oh, mate, two things. I don't know which one you're talking about. Two, <laughs> two things. One is uh, yesterday we. I'm on the board of the High Tech Trust, which does the High Tech Awards here in New Zealand. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm a judge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, you're a judge. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah. And, and you do a great job. And so last night we launched the um, the semi the finalists. We sort of announced them. We were going to have this big sort of ceremony a week ago at, at PwC, our sponsor, but of course that had to stop. So we did it on a video launch last night. So that might have been one thing. Um, or the other thing was uh, one of the things I've been doing in my spare time a week ago when I sort of got locked up at home as I started thinking about what I could do personally to help as well as what I do in my job. And um, and I set up, set up this little online um, shop, <clears throat> if you like, to help cafes and restaurants and bars just try yeah. and stay alive. Is this soscafe.co.nz? SOSCafe.co.nz. And we, we launched that just sort of five or six days ago and we've already, we just flipped over $35,000 of sales this morning. Holy and shit, good job. Free. 300 cafes are now listed, um, seven or 800 orders coming through. So it's going gangbusters. And all that money goes straight to the cafes. Oh, I don't take anything. This is, not, this is not a business thing. This is purely I knew that how to set up you know, a website. And some lovely people from Shopify came in and helped me do it. And um, we just moved fast. So, yeah. So hopefully that's that's going to go well. That's awesome, dude. I'm just going to try and bring it up um, here. So yeah, yeah. There oh, we go. You've got the technology. There you go. Mate, oh. I have the technology. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you beautiful little website that, as I say, my friends at Shopify helped me build. And yeah. um, so talk on me there, through it. You'll, you'll find a whole lot of restaurants, bars, cafes, hopefully your local favorite. And my theory was, because I was sort of sitting at home going, oh, you know, I really know the little cafe guy down the road. I love having going, having a chat with him when I yeah. pop in. He's a, he's a small business owner and... And he's a, he, he's going to really struggle. Yes, the government's giving some money around um, pay, but it's not helping him out with his fixed costs and his rent and all that sort of stuff. So the idea is here is every time I go and make myself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, I could come on here and go, right, I'm going to buy a voucher, five bucks or whatever it would normally cost yeah. me. It's not like I'm not going to get the value. You know, when this is all over, I'll be able to go and visit um, and uh, yeah. get my cup of tea or a cup of coffee. 
and um and these guys get the cash now when they need it and help that's them cool I was just thinking on that because I know, I know Francesca's in Wanaka. It's a it's a it's a great spot. Was yeah. the, the idea of surely these cafe owners are sitting at home doing nothing, but exactly to your point, when they go and they get the coffee from the, you know, um, you know, from Billy who makes the best coffees of all time, whatever. Yeah. You you kind of wonder if all of those um, those cafes could potentially oh sorry give me one sec uh, could potentially create their own mini like morning facebook live show on their facebook page with billy the coffee guy and you can jump, cool. in and, jump in and have banter you know and then you could actually be talking shit with the coffee guy i love it and we need a smell vision so you can get that little sort of wafting smell of but just like it could be there with a the little little cafe so if you're a cafe owner you could do it but then have a call to action within the content itself to go to sos cafe so you could tune in for your morning coffee own social time for your local area all right you're able to link it through you're an ideas man, Robert. You're an ideas man. I am, but, but I love the tech of it too because it makes sense. Like I would, because I have, you know, you when I was in Wanaka, I'd always go to Lago and there'd be a, a spare little cafe and they do an extra hot mocker and my eggs benny. I have a system, right? I have a, I have a yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, but whenever there's mega banter, I, mate, I would happily sit there with a cuppa at home watching my, you know, special coffee person or the person from my cafe is talking shit with what's happening in the neighborhood and like yeah. own that localism because outside of that, those relationships, no one else is going to tune in unless they actually care anyway. So it's kind of like a win-win. So free ideas, there you go. goes back to that point I was making earlier about being sort of the, the way that we think about our economy. It's got to be about how we create local communities and, and kind of the bubbles that we're now in expand that bubble to your community and how do you help each other out in your community? And if everyone did that, and I'm now I'm being really sort of lefty, but if, if everyone did that, then that's how society can look after itself. That's again, a positive thing that's happening at the moment is that we are encouraged and incented to basically look out for our neighbors, make sure that, you know, yep. the, the old guy down the road is get, getting his shopping or whatever it might be. So these cafe owner things, yeah, the idea here is a lot of them, and, and they're not very technology, technologically sophisticated because, you know, they don't know how to set up a website or a e-commerce channel. And I did, so I'm just trying to help them out. Good on you, man. So you got 35. It's been really cool seeing all the Kiwis create a whole bunch of different types of things to do their little little piece, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is quite cool. I like that. Um, it's a good on you. So it's uh, soscafe.co.nz, um, and I think it looks like you've got what you've got over a hundred different. How many? How many you got here now? Oh, now 300. 300. Um, we had about 150 come in yesterday, so we're we're now just trying to work out. Uh, this is a classic small business problem because we, you know, not that we're a business, but we're trying to scale now. So we've we've got all these requests to be added. And actually, you know, to your point about your favourite little cafe in Monica, most yeah. of the requests or many of the requests are coming from customers going, "Oh, I love this little coffee shop down the road. Can you contact them and, and get them signed up for me?" And um, so we've been doing that. And uh, surely, and, surely the hospitality industry or something would have a database of all that surely wouldn't they wouldn't it be yeah, just one email database we've been in touch with them actually and zomato who does the whole uh, or zomato you say zomato i say zomato um who do the online you know uh reviews they've been helping out as well so yes yeah, lots of people coming together on it it's cool yeah nice. i'm doing that my spare time <laughs> literally i stop my work i spend an hour doing that and then i go back to my work and then at the evening i try and do a bit more just to try and help out i get it man um Larry Williams says, hi from Hakatoris and Oh, what up? Uh, mates with Ryan, he's a fucking legend. Uh, you guys rock. David, you have a heap of books behind you. In the time, which is true test of leadership, any reading suggestions? Ooh, yeah, man. There you go. Go for it. Apart, apart from, apart from your book. <laughs> my book. Thank you very much, Larry. Um, 
No, I, I, there's one, I'm not going to find it in a hurry, but there's one book I would highly recommend that you read for a time like this, and it's called Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And basically, um, it was given to me at a time when I was going through a really tough time. I had cancer and was it was terminal at cancer. And, uh, and you know, I was stuck in a hospital for months and months on end. And that this book is a, a, a wonderful short read, not an easy read. It's a difficult read. It's about the Holocaust and about... Uh, about one person's reaction to that, but um, but it's, there's a leadership lesson in there, or a sort of a personal leadership lesson, which is around how you find meaning, and how meaning is more important than happiness, which is a controversial topic. Huh. So I think that's my that would be my number one pick for a book, Man's Search for Meaning. Now I'm going to try and find it, but I won't be able to in a hurry. So beautiful, beautiful book. Um, export. New Zealand yeah. timelines. How much of a dent has this hit the economy in the last month? Oh, massively. I don't think we yet know um, how well, much. We're, to we're talking in the, the tens of billions. We're talking. Well, I mean, think the, the one example that's sort of out there already is is in New Zealand. It's a six point six billion dollar company is now a five hundred million dollar company. So you've we've lost five billion dollars and change. Um, Luckily, one of the very positive things for New Zealand is that we're a net exporter of food, and the world needs food, and um, and we will continue to be a an exporter, a significant exporter of food. So that that part of our economy will stay strong, assuming that we can, you know, just keep the supply chains going. Um, other parts of our economy are also good. You know, um, if you think about the technology sector, you know, that's a sector I've been quite heavily involved in. That that will have some challenges in terms of will the customers be there, but the actual creation and, and export of the technology is no longer a barrier. Probably the biggest single sector is the tourism sector for New Zealand and maybe education. Um, those two are probably the big, the single biggest sectors that where we're going to see um, uh, massive upheavals. So I think New Zealand um, clearly is having a massive impact. As I say, I don't, I don't think we know yet how big. But I think there are certain sectors of the economy that will that will stay relatively strong, and will be out and and others that will need significant work. Yeah, have you been? Uh, obviously, <clears throat> I guess you're in many respects paid by the government. But where, in your personal opinion, hat have they come hard enough with the government subsidies and the money that they've tried to pump back in? Do you think there's going to be another round that they're going to have to to do if if the if the medical side isn't sorted in the next in the next six weeks? Yeah. I think yeah, this this is personal opinion, not no no insight whatsoever. But um, again, we what we know is that the way you recover from situations like this is by government spending money. Um, governments in other parts of the world have been um, you know doing wage subsidies, the same that we've been doing. They've been signalling intent you know to spend money on infrastructure. Uh, I noticed yesterday that um, Minister Twyford uh, made a similar comment. So we, you know, we New Zealand already had a significant infrastructure investment announced, you know, just a couple of months ago. That's probably going to grow even more <clears throat> as the government looks for massive projects that will, you know, create jobs and create um, little mini ecosystems around them. So I think we'll inevitably see more um, government intervention. You know, it wouldn't surprise me, and again, completely personal opinion, it wouldn't surprise me if we see some of the sort of really macro interventions like wage and, wage and price freezes coming into okay. play, which we haven't seen in New Zealand since the 80s. But those are the really big macro things that you have to do to control an economy while it's rebuilding itself until yeah, it's just got rampant inflation. Yeah, like you can tell the energy of the people was starting to get pretty pretty panicky quite quick and then just the way the government came through fast and was like 
boom, yeah. cash, everyone just calmed the farm. And it, it kind of felt like yeah. it, it, it reset a bit. And so now it feels like there's a kind of positive momentum building to some respect of like, we're in it together. There's only three more weeks. Let's just get in the part. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that if we can, you know, be good boys and girls and stay at home and hopefully, you know, um, uh, levels out a bit, the next, I'm imagining it'd be a one-two punch of like, well done, New Zealand. You've done flipping epic and everyone's been good. We've now kind of managed yeah. to, to, to have the squeeze. And on top of that, and because you've been good boys and girls, here's another flipping whatever just to get to, to so you're kind of like, I can go outside. Sweet. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go do something. You know, I, I feel it needs to be that or else if they, if it's the timing of it, I kind of, I, 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 I feel of this like boxing. I'm looking yeah. at it. Of just yeah. like, okay, what's the move? What's the play with chess? You know, like how do you, how do you bring the morale back up? How do you, um, you know, a big one that Sam was talking about, uh, Sam Stubbs, the CEO of Simplicity, was talking about yesterday was um, the staffing, the momentum, that ha- the true cost of if you basically just piss everyone off and then four weeks later have to hire everyone back on the morale and the the yeah. morals and ethics of a business, like <clears> the, co- <throat> the true cost of that for economy and businesses will be so it's savage. So and that's that, what it to me to see some of the reactions of some businesses, um, you know, who've let staff go early or whatever it might be. And I find that difficult to see how that's, you know, a good thing in the long run. I, I'm involved with a few companies where, for example, they've had to negotiate with staff to take a pay holiday or a pay cut or sort of share the pain. And that model seems to me to be a good one. Um, if we're if we're in this for a few weeks uh, or mu- or maybe even a month or two, then um, that's a good one. But you know, kind of getting rid of staff is seems to me like that's the kind of counterintuitive. You know, because staff are the most valuable asset for any business, and so you want you want to build your you know keep your relationship with your staff, keep your culture going, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, no, I'm not in a position to judge any given company, but if, if but the companies that I'm involved with, my advice to them is. You know, negotiate or ask your your all your staff to take a, a haircut on their pay or defer uh, that or use up all their leave or whatever. But but what whatever you do, don't let them go because they're going to be massive assets for you when we come back from this. Yeah, the the, the timing of that for sure. The um, if you were a um, New Zealand export business right now, you're a s- small company. You've got products or goods. You're thinking of, of of going out. What would be kind of the the best way that they should be approaching it to do specific things right now? Like, what can they be doing in this in this lockdown that's practical and tactical and a bit more um, actionable to to try and reset either the strategy of their business or what they should be thinking about um, after you come out of this? Because it's, it's a lot of almost forced stri- strategic time right now, right? Yeah, it is. And some some businesses seem to be taking advantage of the time. I mean, it's a difficult question to answer at a macro level, but, you know, talk about some of the some of the micro things that I've seen happen. Firstly, I'd do a shout out for um, the team who've created Monarchy.io. Yeah, I'm sure you've had them on here. In fact, I think you did. Yeah, Pat and Mons in the gang. They've been smashing it. Yep. Amazing. um, What started little has become really important um, intervention at a very tactical level, which is what you need at the moment. We always talk about strategy. Actually, sometimes you just need some tactics. Um, and so I've, I've, you know, I've just been admiring what they've done there. Um, I've seen businesses who are looking, for example, at the, how they, you know, how they structure their financial side of it. I mean, that sounds really boring, but the banks and the accounting right. firms, etc., are busy as anything trying to help companies understand how to structure debt or look at their financial situations. And and I've seen a couple of the major banks be pretty good. I'd say almost not. I wouldn't say generous, but that, you know, but great at working with medium and small businesses on debt structuring or deferred yeah. payments or you know being a bit more loose around what are the um what are the what are the necessities for 
underwriting, all those sorts of things. So that's uh, some good conversations to be had if you're not having them with your bank. Don't be afraid of that. Similarly with with other debtors like or, or creditors, sorry, you should be talking to your creditors. Um, one thing I've been really encouraging the companies that I've been talking to is pay your bills early or you know on time or early. Because the thing you shouldn't do, the thing that really seizes up an economy is when people stop paying their bills. So if, you've, if you're sitting on cash and someone gives you an invoice, pay them immediately. You know, like get the money flowing because other people need the cash. Um, so I know that's, that's sort of a separate thing. Yeah. Um, and, then the, and then, of course, the key thing is you, do, you we, we, we do take some time to do some research and do some thinking about your business and where the opportunities are going to come at the end of this. Because I tell you what, I, I can completely predict some people are going to make a hell of a lot of money in the next five to 10 years. And it's the people that are being smart now who, are thinking, yeah. yep. who are deeply thinking about where the opportunities are going to be and how they're going to take them. So I, it won't be me because I'm not smart enough, but there'll be people right now who are seeing opportunity here and good on them. Funny, funny you say that I was on a, um, a, a call before with a couple, a couple of buddies and I just, and I, and I've been saying to them for a couple of weeks now, I said, you know, if you were to, look now at what happened after the the global financial crisis um, of 2007 8 and you saw the pockets of where massive opportunity actually lied after it instead of being yeah. reactionary to the day of what's happening to this moment actually think about where that wave goes to like chess and uh you know like look at what's happened with housing logistics transportation setup blah blah and i was and so we literally had a conversation about okay what does that mean if like how do these businesses set up where's the people want connection but they how do they how does that exist on the line in a better way that has depth how do you build brand virtually how do you like all these kind of different yeah. questions because as soon as these things start to go because uh, a classic one i've seen is this massive wave of everyone who never really gave a shit about social all of a sudden trying to add value to others out of nowhere and it's like yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. your cash is dried up you're trying to milk and exploit your your your, your, your network to try yeah. to sell shit stuff you and i think it's it's exposing a lot, but at the same time, it's massive opportunity, exactly, exactly to your point. Um, yeah, and it's, it's the other thing, if you're a smart business today, you're going to think about what does the future consumer or customer feel and look like post this scenario. And my strong belief is that we're going to come out of this with a much more socially conscious uh, kind of awareness of consumerism, of the need for corporate social responsibility. I think all the stuff, the woke stuff, that that, that kind of the you know, the, the gen, the gen latest generations, the millennials, et cetera, have been going on about, I think that, you know, it's proven to be extremely true. I'm not, I'm not being derogative when I say that. And I think if you're a business coming out of back of this, you've got to think about how do you appeal to a very socially conscious set of consumers yep. who do not want to see rampant corporate greed. And, uh, and so yep. therefore you've got to think differently. And so things like the pay one, give one model, you know, which which is which is started off in the sort of social enterprise space, but now we'll start to migrate. Mm. Um, things about think about equity and how you how businesses can create better social equity and things like that. Again, I'm sounding really lefty here, but I just no. think it's a pragmatic way to think at the moment. Yeah, the people, oh, my friend. Oh, you got a massive cut there, bro. Are you obviously very tiny, or is that a very big mug? No, it's quite aggressive. It's definitely <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> uh, step, but the, the, this is the, the secret depending on what time of the day no one knows what's in it that's the new gym move. choice at the moment what time is it in San Fran at the moment it's about just after lunch isn't it it's it's one twenty-seven. so yeah. who knows I'll, I, I will never it'll be like um, you know, Tim the Toolman Taylor on home improvement and he's the next neighbor and you can never see <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> 
Um, question. Oh, the bro, Yosef. What up? He is such nice. a G. Uh, morning, guys. Good to see this conversation. David, I'm curious to hear what industries New Zealand can do best in after the COVID wave. Oh, it's a I'm big call, mate. My, I'm looking for my crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you want me to? Start? I'll start with one, and then I'll give you time to. Okay, and then you can you can spin off it. Okay. My prediction is, if and I've been talking about this a couple of times, is if we can be good in this first wave for the medical side, and then if New Zealand becomes globally known to be open for business globally, there's going to be a lot of other countries in the northern hemisphere that are still potentially either locked down or they haven't been able to get the medical side on lock, but they have businesses that need to be operating. I could see a huge wave of um, businesses and, and remote offices and, and companies actually set up shop here just to be able to operate because people can physically move about and do things. The second yeah. thing I think of that would it would make a huge increase in um, with the immigration sort of side of things. That's going to be too much of a shit show. People in and out, which means they would be hiring people, GMs and and people locally to be able to actually run those companies. So I think there could be a massive wave of global businesses set up in New Zealand, um, easy to set up and, and and work from, and then also a massive wave of hiring for these companies uh, locally. That is one thing, and it's I guess not a potential industry, but it's a prediction of if we can beat the world. If everyone has everyone in the world right now, country has a medical and a financial problem if we can beat be one of the first to beat the medical problem first we, and we can start to attack the financial we almost can almost win by default if everyone else is potentially still locked down so that's not that that's a strategy but if we could win by default it would yeah. mean billions and billions and billions of dollars into the economy that is my yeah. my one pick Dave? <clears throat> nice oh, excellent i've got two probably that would build on what you're saying one is um the food sector that I mentioned earlier, I think our traditional strengths in primary production will continue to be a strength for New Zealand, and um, and so that that stuff is going to be huge. But I'm just building on what Robert said, I completely agree. We have the opportunity, I suppose, to really accelerate the uptick in um, in the high tech uh, high tech yes. in, in the commerce because it's not always yep. technology, but that kind of knowledge economy piece that we've been we've been doing well at, we've been doing very well at actually. But you know, it's a pretty rapidly growing um, curve. We can accelerate and double down on that and you know just picking out yosef he's the one that answered this question i mean the work that he's done around the um the global technology uh visa and and, and yep. edmund hillary fellows has proven that you know it's talent you know I'll go back to the great phrase from sir paul callahan what new zealand is wants should be the place where talent wants to live and uh and it is you know yosef's proved that with the work that he's done so right, how do we harness the ma the amazing brains and uh, and accelerate this kind of weightless economy and the and the and uh, the work that's been already growing like this? I mean, you look at the tin uh, tin report every year; it's going up, you know, massively. We can just keep accelerating that, uh, and that's uh, I think that's that's something we to your point, Robert. I think that's where we've got you know the we've got the brain power, we've got the opportunity uh, globally. We're well regarded now. Um, so that's where I'd see that we've got big opportunity as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting because you you see that like I, I believe I think it was I could be wrong the numbers. Is it within two years that tech will be the second biggest export in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, it's not tractor. Well, how you count that, but yeah, we're <laughs> not dodging this, but um, depends what you count as export. But you certainly uh, where the trajectory had been that you know the food and beverage sector, tourism, and technology with a, with with a three or four, you know, and there's education as well, and technology is on a on a much uh, steeper trajectory to t overtake 
tourism. I mean, it would already now, unfortunately, and this is not, 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 we're not sort of saying it's a good thing, technology will now be the second biggest industry. It already is, I'm sure, yep. because tourism is just crunched to a halt. That's not a good thing. Um, but yeah, that, that, that curve, that technology curve will continue to grow and the opportunity will be there to continue to grow as well. I wonder if VC funds, investors, all the rest of it, within a spot like this, if you look at the wave of where momentum's actually come from in the tech space, you wonder if they'll actually start to deploy their, their, their investments a little bit differently after this. I know Sam was talking about yesterday that within his fund, he was at 1.5 billion now. Um, and he's saying, you know, we can start to buy hospitals and start to double down on localism, start to do this. You, you, you wonder if that kind of, that wave's sort of going up, going up a bit too. Um, Joseph says, agree on software and agri-tech, food, but also manufacturing. Yeah, which is, if you think about the New Zealand economy up until now, <clears throat> certainly in the work that we do at NZTE, <clears throat> they, you know, those are those are massive parts of it. Agritech's something I'm personally involved in quite a lot through my work in government, and um, and we see a big opportunity for New Zealand to be a world leader in agritech. Um, so that's the technology around food production, um, you know, at a very simple sense. Um, and we've got, you know, great credibility, and we've got a huge opportunity globally for us to to take the great work we've already done and build on it. So I think we're, I think we're right there. Manufacturing is also, for some people, they'd be surprised, but New Zealand has been a very successful manufacturing um, economy in the last 20 years, but not in broad, you know, mass production in very niche and specialized manufacturing. Think about Fisher and Pipe Healthcare at the moment, <clears throat> you know, uh, talk about probably one of the most valuable businesses in New Zealand, I'd say right now, they make um, yeah. masks for, you know, for ventilation units. So they are, they are absolutely at the center of um, success at the moment. Yeah, it's always wondering where this is going to pop out. If you, if you were a, um, if you were straight, you've been through hardships, health shit, crazy shit, headspace-wise, business owners right now and a lot of employees are stressed out of their flipping mind. You know, like obviously you're yeah. very blessed. You've got a pretty um, safe, controlled household. You've got um, some consistent, I guess, you know, revenue. You don't have to worry about necessarily the necessary paycheck like potentially many your headspace you're going through your stuff probably a different perspective after with cancer and that right and i'm just kind of wondering obviously i haven't um been been through that but i know that you have to gear up mentally different when certain things sort of come up how did you mentally gear up for what you knew you were about to face when you went through it and, and i because i can imagine that that same type of strategy or methodology or thinking would probably help a lot of people that are maybe in a tougher spot right now than most yeah thank you i mean i guess just to <clears throat> explain the short version of it is that i had uh, i was diagnosed with cancer which you know that was a journey i was on for a few years and at, it was very bleak at, at for a year or so where it was i thought that well we all thought that it was terminal and i was, I was probably not able to be fixed and i ended up getting a amazing breakthrough medicaid um treatment called car t-cell therapy but, you know that's the background the mental side of it, it you know, the, the bit that probably the best bit of advice I ever had when I was going through this was from my wife, um, who every at the end of every day, uh, no matter how bad that day was, would be lying on the couch, throwing up, whatever it would be, we, we would, she would just say, hey, that's one more day. You know, we, we just, you just did one more day. You know, that's, this is the tactics versus strategy discussion. Uh, you know, you've got to have a strategy. Strategy is where you're going in the long term. What's your, what, where's, your, where's your purpose? But actually, sometimes in a scenario like we're in at the moment, it's the tactics that matter. And yep. the tactics are: what are you going to do every single day? What are the rhythms and and what are the uh, the little habits you'll form? And for me, the you know what I found to be very useful was creating some you know really positive mindset habits. Um, 
this is going to sound all woo-woo, but it's no, just no, it's stuff that I'm with it, man. I get it. You absolutely cannot let yourself get into this spiral of negativity and doubt and stress and 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 if there's anything that's kind of good about what's going on at the moment, it's that's happening to everybody. It's not your fault that your business is not doing well at the moment. It's not your fault that you can't pay your employees. So take that whole bit out of your lexicon of blame and focus it on okay what can i do and given the given the scenario i'm in and what the the controls that i've got what can i do and and that's a positive mindset not a negative mindset mm -hmm. so for me that was that one day closer thing was always okay that just means get up in the morning have a shower make your bed you know if, if that's all you can achieve that day at least you achieved something and that you know that's it when i was in, in healthcare in these sorts of scenarios, it can be right. How can I reach out to the the people that work for me, or reach out to my customers, or reach out to my suppliers, or whatever it might be, and basically help everybody else and create that one more day. So just get these these little tactics going, so that at the end of the day, you feel like you did something better than than sitting on the couch doing nothing. And uh, hmm. yeah, say so that that mindset issue about uh, put yourself in this frame of actually this is a this is something i've got control over i can i can make a difference here versus i'm a victim to what's going on just that little switch in mind shift has a huge impact on yeah on, on like everything. It's, ha it's happening to me that i was um yeah. there's this navy seal instructor and he was saying the way that they mentally would get through hell week would be obviously you know the seven days of 24 hours carnage the entire time and they're saying i think they get about two hours sleep for the week is his thing was the next meal just get to the next meal because they have to feed you every six yeah. hours so everything else he didn't yeah. even care about days he didn't care about anything he was like next meal next yeah, meal next things. meal. just that one that one step forward you know that one thing extra and what it, what it feels is is, is tough is it's not that it's, it's, they don't have the mental resilience they don't know that the the strategies to mentally be able to take into those situations where it's like okay I need to have my framework up of this is my physical workspace. This is my personal time. This is my family time and actually yeah. compartmentalize and, and bring into the real world or, or else the balance gets off. You know, I've got a friend of mine who, if he doesn't, you know, go for runs and stuff and, and physically go out and get away, his brain gets things and he brings that energy home and it's kind of a negative energy to the household. You know, yeah. I've got other friends who they need their different sort of routes. So it's almost like, yeah, knowing, yeah. knowing yourself, find, your find, yeah, find your habits. I think that's, that's a really, and, and I, when and, you do, and, and that that again, that just create that creates that. Sense. There's a really interesting experiment that was done in Stanford University years ago with rats. Just I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll come back again. I promise. Um, where they put some rats in a in a in an experiment, and they basically gave them random electric shocks, and uh, it's a horrible experiment. And basically, the, the stress levels in the rats go so high that they they die. Okay, and you know that's horrible. Then they said, well, what? Okay, let's let's change that up. Let's give the rat some sense of control or ownership of the space. So they, they, they set up a scenario where the rat could could actually move things around in their environment and, and um, had some control. And they gave it exactly the same amount of electric shock, same sort of randomness, et cetera. But those rats lived a hell of a lot longer and their stress levels mm -hmm. were lower. And the conclusion is, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a very poor job of describing the experiment, but the conclusion is here that when you've got a sense of purpose or control or meaning, go back to that book I mentioned earlier, your ability to deal with adversity is much, much higher. Your ability to deal with stress. If you if you see yourself as a victim and as out of control in this environment where the world is uh, a turmoil around you, you're, you will be highly stressed and you will react badly. If you can put yourself in the mindset of someone who's in control 
even if that control point is like your friend going for a run or segmenting the time with the family from the time from work or like I did when I was sick is, you know, tidying my room. That was my big thing of control because that's all I could do. Um, that has a, such a big impact. And again, yeah. it sounds a bit woo-woo, but it's, it's no. absolutely believe it's true. And the and I ask that because um, most elite sports people have a similar type mindset of how they get into that zone of how they have to uh, compartmentalize for elite, um, I get execution of physical activity, yeah. but it's a, it's a mental approach. And I've seen the same thing in gnarly CEOs, elite sports people, or ex-military. Those are the three types of people I've seen. And, I'm, and I was wondering, that's why I asked about your... Um, the health stuff because whenever you would be in a situation like that that level of um i guess thinking re really sort of matters so no that, that that totally makes sense man that definitely makes yeah. sense so i think that's i mean that's for the people that are watching or listening the the key thing is you, if you're feeling out of control take some steps to put yourself in that mindset of control and you know that's the simplest way of saying it and that could be a very simple thing like you know or it could be something hard for you to do like talk, you know i remember being young and having a credit card my credit card got way out of control and i was like oh gosh i can't pay it i don't know what i'm going to do and every day it felt worse and worse it was like this huge rock that was just being put on me and i couldn't land and then one day i just summed up the courage and called the bank and said hey i've got a really big problem i don't know what to do with this credit card immediately that weight lifts yeah, you still owe the money it's the reality is still the same but your attitude's different because now you've 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 got a sense of control could negotiate with the bank and this is a you know good scenario at the moment don't hide from the big problems but actually think about how you can walk towards them and and have some sense of ownership yeah no i get it man um any other stuff you want to plug in i've got the um i think this is awesome by the way this is such a cool, oh, cool. i like even this little brand the sos it's like with this little <laughs> the ring in the middle <laughs> We're actually so probably good. going to change the name because SOS Cafe, we start off with cafes, but now we've got bars, restaurants, we've got a couple of massage therapy people, we've got like a barber shop. So we'll probably change it to SOS Business, Save Our Small Business. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But that's what happens when you're a, when you're a little business owner. Oh, yeah. If you, I mean, the key thing, again, this is for me, is my sense of being able to have purpose and meaning, you know, in this period. You know, if I, I don't mind spending four or five hours a day helping something like this because i know it's going to help other people so if you've got the opportunity uh and as i mentioned earlier if you if, if spending money you, the money you spend is someone else's income so you know if you can spend the five or ten bucks or whatever that you normally would have spent for lunch then go for it if you can't afford it don't i get it but if you can you know just try and keep the economy going yeah no, I appreciate your time, man. I, I know you're a busy man with fingers and mini pies and uh, good on you for the support that you're doing for others and uh, right. appreciate you having, a, having a yarn on. And good on you for all these uh, sessions you're doing. They are very valuable. I love it. I uh, appreciate it, bro. Yeah, it's, as I said, like, you know, just talking about, you know, you've got your four or five hours to do stuff. I'm, I, I The reason I, I decided to push double down on it is my emails and messages started to get pretty gnarly with people who are in my network and they're asking yeah. similar stuff. And I realized that there was no platform that people are talking about the things so yeah. i now know what they're asking and so yeah, i'm just like okay who's in my rolodex that knows about this shit? all right yeah. boom and i'm just like i'm and not even feeling bad up. to hit them up i'm like yo i want you on yep flip and go and it's like yep 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 and so, which is good people on there and then you know people like me who sit around doing nothing but you've got you've had some great sessions and lady last last little point for you at a time like this remember one of the golden rules of business which is always be selling and <laughs> <laughs> This is a really good book available on Kindle. Well, yeah, clearly not in uh, what calls or anyone because you can't physically buy it.
<laughs> Love your work, brother. All right, man. See you soon. Later, bro. Peace. What a flipping good bastard. Dave Downs, champ. Um, yeah, good good ideas. Get the habits, get the thinking space. Um, and his book that he recommended was uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning. See you soon, team. Let the good times roll. Hope your uh, Wednesday is going well. See you soon.